Hey, hello, and welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside my number one choom, Tyler. Tyler, you ready to do some biz? Get down. Yeah, to sure. I'm just trying to figure out what a what the fuck is a choom. Uh, you know, I never really dove into how Cyberpunk got its all how it, how it says all that shit. Mm. I'm guessing choom is like chum. My chums? My chooms? I don't know. I don't know how they came up with that. But Tyler, I finished Cyberpunk. Did you? Wow. All right. Well, I finished the main story with Cyberpunk. I'm not sure if I'm finished with Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do do feel like I should go and do some of the side jobs and some of the gigs that I I, uh, ignored on my main path. Uh... Because honestly, I'm going to say it right here, right now. The main story of Cyberpunk 2077 sucks ass. And why is that? Oh, boy. Uh, so I got an ending. And then I looked up all the other endings. All the endings fucking suck for, the, for your main character, V. All of them suck. There's not a single satisfying ending. Ah. Where things actually work out for you. And uh, that's really disappointing. Um, and I think the nature of the story, the fact that it, it acts like your your life's on a timer, doesn't lend your lend itself to you actually going out and doing all the side content because like the main story of the game is telling you, hey, you got to get this shit done or you're fucking dead. And then it ends up not fucking mattering anyway at the end. So you should have just fucking done all the side stuff and then finished the game and then been done with it. Uh, Damn. It's it's super disappointing how, how that game ends uh, any way you do it. Um, the extra ending they added in the Phantom Liberty one super sucks. Like, it's like one of the... One, maybe one of the worst... Like... It's the second worst ending of the video game. The, the worst ending of the video game is that at the end, you can just kill yourself and skip the final mission. Oh. <laughs> that's that's kind of interesting, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I, obviously, I don't know what's leading up to that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well. It's just awful. Like, there, there are... <laughs> like... Any, like, hope you had of there being a happy ending to that story is just fucking gone uh, at the last, like, five minutes of, of, uh, of gameplay. Like, the, like, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm going to go and do some side stuff, and then I'm going to put down Cyberpunk for probably ever, because I don't think I need to go back to that game. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing to hear, just because I felt like The Witcher 3 actually had a really good ending. Like, that's an open-world game, to me, at least, that really sticks to landing. Um, I, there's multiple endings there, so I guess it does depend on what you get. But Oh, yeah, there I are was, bad endings to The Witcher 3, I, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was fist-pumping with the ending I got. I was like, this is fucking amazing. So, yeah, it's disappointing to hear. Yeah, how was like the, ahead, end, like the ending I got kind of teases a DLC that'll never happen. Um, mm. Because like it's 
V is like unlimited time at the end like after like you do all do the last mission like V knows he's going to die in a couple months so he he plans this one last well he doesn't plan he takes on this one last mission to go raid a space casino and like the last scenes you get in the epilogue are him jumping out of his sh well not jump he him at in the airlock of his of his uh, space shuttle looking at the casino he's about to rob and then uh, you're, we're just never going to see that. We're just never going to see that happen. We're never going to do it. Um, because I really doubt they're going to do another game centered on this doomed character. Unless they somehow pull some magic out of their ass and say, Oh wait, we can actually save him. Which would also be super shitty to what they've done here this whole entire game. Telling you that he's fucking doomed. Uh, to then suddenly just flip the switch and be like, no, we want to keep V around, so we're going to just insert Miracle Device here, and he'll be okay. I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. I wonder if that was planned, though, that DLC, and then they had to change course because of how poor the game was at launch. Yeah. And then we only got Phantom Liberty, so, yeah, that's that sucks. How was Phantom Liberty, though? How was that story? Uh... That, the story of Phantom Liberty was so was a lot better, but also, like, don't take the ending that that gives you because it's super shitty. Uh, mm. That ending, oh god, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but it leaves V in, like, maybe the worst place he could be and still be alive. Like, <laughs> I think that, that ending is the only one where V has a chance at a long-term life, but it's not, a, it's not much of a life. Yeah, gotcha. Shit. Um, yeah, but uh, the story that I got out of it was really fucking cool. Uh, have you ever thought about betraying the federal government? <laughs> Not really, but I do like just, stories. Just here, just here on recording, yeah. have you, have you, have you yeah. ever thought about betraying the federal government? I don't know if I've actively thought about it, but I, I like stories that do so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well lucky for you in this situation it is actually kind of it's the new usa like um the nusa the new united states uh, but you're in night city which is not part of the new so you're really betraying a foreign government you you get recruited as a field agent for them uh because the president comes crashing down in dogtown you go and save them because of a netrunner they, they have employed. And it turns out that netrunner, Songbird, has other motivations here. Uh, and you end up, you know, having to pick sides. Gotcha. Shit. How was, how was the, like, the missions and the gameplay and character progression and all that stuff, how was that as the game concluded for you? Um, I like... The uh, the new uh, character, like I think I talked about it, the leveling, the perks, and the skill system, how they've separated those out. I really enjoyed that. Um, I ended up running a pretty, uh, I mean, it was like a net runner class where I was like doing all kinds of different quick hacks, and yeah, it, I I enjoyed that a lot. I used some smart weapons which are really cool. It's like a homing weapon. Um, you get them like in your 
in kind of like this aiming scanner scanning zone and it just fucking locks onto them and shoots them around corners and shit it's really rad <laughs> nice yeah that's cool um yeah i i really enjoy playing that game i just i'm just supremely disappointed by the story right on man yeah i mean I, i'm curious how how they'll do with the sequel that they're saying they're moving on to. I mean, it'll be a while, but hopefully that's... Well, one, hopefully the game launches better. (laughs) But two, uh, yeah, hopefully the the story's better. Also makes me a little nervous about Witcher 4, just hearing that as well. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just depends, too, because, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of really good storytelling in The Witcher, so... I don't know. Yeah, and there is some good storytelling in Cyberpunk. It's just not in the main story. Or at least it you. isn't like it isn't in V's story. It's in the stories of the characters around him. Right. V's story sucks. His friends, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just something that a lot of big games are just struggling with anymore. It's like, yeah, the main story's just kind of boring, but like it's a lot of good characters around it. Around the main character that's you know fun but yeah i don't know it's just a mix yeah I, th- I think it's just tough too just trying to make make a game that's so big and in needing to have a story drag out for 30 hours so yeah and then also throw in like choices and trying to make that stuff matter i'm sure it's very complicated but yeah that's a bummer to hear yeah, but that's uh that's Cyberpunk for now. Played it all on my Steam Deck. Uh, nice. And I got started playing a little bit of cowboy stuff. I did, I just got off the snowy mountain and I'm in Valentine now, so I'm not very far into Red Dead. Nice. How's that on your Steam Deck? It works pretty good. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Still still plays like a Rockstar game, you know. <laughs> I still have some of the same gripes with the movement and how combat feels in that game, but, like, it runs pretty smoothly. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm eager to see what you think of Red Dead 2, going back to it now. Whatever. Five, six years later at this point. Yeah, I'm... I, I th- I think the pace that I'm going to be playing it at is going to be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm done trying to rush through 80, 90-hour games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm kind of done rushing through anything <laughs> anymore. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? I've I've only got like two more games to talk about, but what what have you been playing? I have a smattering of stuff. Um, I I need to get back to Baldur's Gate three. I have not really played that at all um, recently. Um, I don't know. Just the game is amazing. I just I just haven't been in the mood to play something that deep uh, right now. And I know once I play it and get back to it, I'll, I'll love it. I just, I don't know. just haven't been in the mood so, for it. So you making that comment is automatically a dig against the games you're about to mention. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say. They're they're a little bit more mindless. Uh, sh- yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, during the Game Awards, which obviously we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, I, I was just kind of mindlessly playing Mario and Rabbids. Uh, I've been playing that game for a while now at this point. Just every few weeks I'll I'll play it, and I'm on the last world, so I'm getting there. I think I'll probably here soon just sit down and put the extra or the next couple hours into it and finish that, but... It's a good time. Um, I enjoy playing it for sure. I think the character progression in this game is just very strange with skills and all that stuff. Like you get these like orb sort of things that allow you to upgrade your skills, but I swear I have not gotten a new one since the beginning of the game. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong? I have to be doing something wrong. I have no idea. It's not making the game like super hard or anything. It's just it's just weird. Um, so did. Did a chunk of that. Um, played a good chunk of Spider-Man 2. Um, I'm like 70% through the story. And I've done a bunch of side stuff. And some of the main... So some of the side stuff you're doing is fun. You're clearing out bases, all that stuff. It's typical open world stuff. But what I'm finding is actually kind of cool is what those things lead to. Um the side stories that involve totally different characters are actually really interesting. Um, it just takes a little bit to get there because you have to, you know, clear out four bases in a in a certain zone. And then you go do the next kind of main chapter, you could say, of that side quest. And that stuff's really cool. But, um, yeah, enjoying it. The, I, I'm enjoying the main story, too, but it's not grabbing me like the first game did at all. Um, I can't believe how far in I am, and I just feel that there's really not a main villain like there is, but there's not. Um, there's just kind of things happening, really. It's not like in the in the first game that really just, you know, built up to Doc Ock and some Sinister Six, Sinister Six stuff. Um, so that's kind of kind of weird, but um, my. My playtime got cut a little short because my my wife was just hurling upstairs. Ooh. Oh boy, it was just <laughs> it's just one of those things. She's like, you know, I don't really feel good, and fell asleep, and then just wake up, and bam, happening. She had some stomach bug or something. So I'm like, I gotta go take care of that. So um, yeah, so I'll get back to to Spider Man Two, and then um, the other two things I've done is just yeah, just playing some Forza Motorsport. Here and there, playing uh, some Halo 5, or Halo 5, Halo Infinite, dude. I just, I don't know, I can't stop playing Halo Infinite. I know it's kind of weird and random to go back to, but they've done a lot of good stuff to this game. They just added Firefight in um, with matchmaking, too, which is really cool. So, yeah, man, I think we got to get a group in there and, and do some Firefight. They have two different playlists and a bunch of different maps and... You have Firefight regular, King of the Hill, basically. So it's it's your team against the AI for King of the Hill. And the regular is pretty easy, like a little too easy, but then they have a heroic version, which is really mm-hmm. fun. Um, the Halo 3 refueled or reforged, I, I forget which word it is, but they have kept those maps in the game permanently, the ones that are made, remade with Forge, so that's really cool. Um They've added so many new maps for just normal play, uh, like normal Team Slayer. Um, there's Infection, there's Doubles, there's um, just 
yeah, progression's way better. Like it's it's actually really fucking crazy how much they've done to this game. And the gameplay is still as good as ever too. Like it, I think it is really cool to go play on some of those classic Halo 3 maps with Halo Infinite's gameplay. It just you're just flying around these maps and it's just it feels different but really good at the same time cuz those maps are just classics. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't can't stop playing Halo Infinite. It's, it's really well done. And um, the other thing I did start, um, just because I'm like, fuck, I need to do this too. I really need to like pare down and focus on shit. I'm, there's just too much going on. But <laughs> the last thing is I did start like a Dragon Gaiden. The man oh, yeah. erased his name. And I'm about an hour in. Um, just got to the to the city, basically, is where I stopped. If there's um, any references to previous Yakuza games you need me to explain, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll have some questions, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking it so far. I think the story is quite interesting. Um, I'm not too confused yet or anything about any of that stuff, but I'm, I'm just curious where, where it goes um, and how it ties into um, Like a Dragon and infinite wealth and all that and i actually think the combats being the brawler style is actually pretty pretty fun i like the whole mm-hmm. spider abilities that you have and i don't know it's a it's a good old time and i love the title of this game and then immediately in the beginning you know kiryu's like trying to be like yeah i'm not kiryu like what mm-hmm. and then everybody's like but you're Kiryu. <laughs> and they immediately know yeah, who he is. that's going to continue throughout the game. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, this dude's supposed to have, like, disappeared, but everyone knows who he, who he is. I just find that so funny. But the game plays into it really well. It's it's cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to playing more of it. So that's everything that I've played. It's just a smattering of stuff. I need to focus and finish a few things and get back to Baldur's Gate as well. So, yeah, yeah. What, what else you got? Uh, I've been playing some Baldur's Gate 3 also, uh, me and the, the girlfriend, we, uh, we assaulted Moon, Moonrise Towers, uh, def- defeated Kethrick Thorm, uh, and we were on our way to Baldur's Gate. Um, in doing so, we've learned the true nature of the, uh, strange artifact, and who is inside, um... We've also gone to a circus. Oh, shit. Like a real and, deal circus? Uh, circus at the end of, end of days, something like that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's some interesting stuff. I stole a ring from a genie and made him lose the game he was rigging. Uh, and then my girlfriend had to go fight some dinosaurs. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I... I fucking love this game I just want to keep playing it forever in my solo game I just got to the point where I've uh, I'm about to approach the circus in my solo game so I'm trying to keep pace (laughs) so are you you're further with your girlfriend than your solo player yeah which is terrifying because she keeps asking me questions and I'm like I don't know (laughs) I don't know what's next yeah. We are in we are in the unknown. Uh, exciting. So, yeah, it is very exciting. I'm having a 
an excellent time. Uh, some of the fights, though, uh, so with my girlfriend, we're playing on the, an easier difficulty just because, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like splitting a party and not being on the same page drastically reduces your effectiveness playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'll admit I'm playing on an easy difficulty in my solo playthrough, but that's... I'm not playing this game for a challenge, really. Like, the world and the storytelling and the characters and all that stuff is so good. I do like the combat, don't get me wrong, but... um, Yeah, that's that's not why I'm playing it. But I feel like this game, and Divinity 2 did it really well, too, is like, yeah, you're playing on an easier difficulty, but it's not like it's a just a total cakewalk. Like, there still is some challenges, challenging fights sometimes. At least I'm running into some of those still. Yeah, um, so not super hard, but yeah, I'm with you. The difference, uh, so in the co-op run that I'm doing with my girlfriend, just this one combat encounter with some Gith Yankee. I'm not going to specify. Um, with me and her, we got through it. We, got, we, took some da- we took a lot of damage, but we got through it. In my solo playthrough, Shadowheart was the last person standing. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and you know how Shadowheart misses all of her fucking firebolts? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even take a chance. I used to, uh, the Spirit Guardians became a Beyblade of Death and, uh, you know, just let that take care of it. Um, <laughs> there's some really fucking cool cleric spells that, yeah, I think cleric is an underrated class, in my opinion. They have some fucking, some really fucking cool shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm having a blast. I can't wait to get to Baldur's Gate. You know, the city that the game is, the series of games is named after. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, how far have you, I forget where you left off in your solo run. Have you caught up to where our co-op run? I'm was? a little bit past it, I think, okay. but not a lot. So, so you're, in the shadow, you're in the Shadowlands? I am about to head there. So I, I'm about to either head, I forget, you, you get two there options, the mountain right? Pass. Right, so that, that is literally my next, next objective. So, so you've, gone, you've gone through the Underdark a little bit, or no? No, no. Oh, okay, so it's either the Underdark or the Mountain yes. Pass. Yes, I'm like, okay. yeah, that is literally the next thing I'll, I'll do is I'll choose one way or the other. I saved uh, Halson and uh, took care of the Druids and all that stuff, so that's, that's where I'm at. And doing some of the underdark stuff first. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That, that's just that's just my recommendation. Do do I need to take care of Auntie Ethel if I've went through all this stuff? Or oh. like, do I have to do it, or or is it like you should do it, sort of thing? Like, you don't there's some, have there's some to, shit. but there's some really cool items you can get. Okay. Yeah, my, um, that's the only other, I guess, side thing I got to do right now. So, yeah. yeah, I might go check that out. Yeah. She's a fucker anyway. She's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't let her take my eye like I did in our play, like half an art playthrough. Yeah. 
Uh, lastly, Tyler, you remember, you, you know the SteamWorld games, right, Tyler? Oh, yeah, SteamWorld Dig 2 is the only one I played, and I fucking love that game. So, well, yeah. I played their newest game, their city builder, SteamWorld Build. Ooh, all right. It is a city builder in the vein of the Anno games. I think I've talked about playing an Anno game, like, a long time ago, but basic premise is that you put down houses for your workers, meet their needs, so they can go to work and produce stuff to upgrade those, <laughs> upgrade your workers to the next level and all that. Um, so you have that on the surface level, and then you're digging into the mines, recovering pieces of a rocket ship that you're building. Um... So, like, you're building out mining camps below ground, and then above ground you're maintaining an economy up there to help you produce stuff to help you dig further down. Yeah, this is a really fun one of those. What I like about it that um, you can't do in, in an Anno game, and it's kind of goofy that you can do it here. Uh, one of the problems that I've had with Anno is trying to keep up with the districts and, like, upgrading, like... From, so in in the case of this, like you go from workers to engineers to prospectors to aristocrats, or not? Oh no, I think it just goes engineer to aristocrats. Um, so all those worker classes have different needs, and they have different buildings that need to be within range of them. Uh, what you can't do in Anno and what you can do in here is you can actually just move the houses themselves. So you could build out a district that meets the needs of a certain class of worker. And then when you upgrade a house, you can just move that house to where it needs to be. Um, which is super friendly, a little bit goofy, but uh, I really appreciate that. That's going to make this game a lot more playable than the Anno games. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, yeah, you're doing a lot of building, doing a lot of resource gathering, um, managing districts. Every once in a while a trail, uh, a train comes into the station and you can, you have the option of buying some bonus items that will, that you can put on buildings to get, get certain bonuses. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. It is a fun little game, uh, and it's got that SteamWorld charm to it got a nice little story there about this family of robots and this mysterious otherworldly robot that's telling you to build this fucking spaceship. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Really, really yeah. cute game. I love it. I, I, I like I like that world for sure. It's very creative and, and interesting. I like it. I'm with you. Yeah. All um, right. Real quick. Have you done yeah. your PlayStation wrapped at all? I have not, and I'm kind of embarrassed to, because I don't think <laughs> I've played as much PlayStation as as uh, I, I had in past years. I don't. Honest. I don't know if I have either. I mean, I've played a good amount, but I just did mine, so I'll just go over a few things real quick. But uh, my top five games are five: Destiny Two. Uh, Probably just from earlier in the year. When mm-hmm. I played yeah. a lot leading up to Lightfall, played through Lightfall, and that's pretty much it. Uh, four, Baldur's Gate 3. Three, 
F121, 2 Diablo 4, number 1 Final Fantasy 16 was 17% of my playtime on PlayStation this year. It's a long um, game. It is. It says 52 hours on there. Um, it's kind of cool that this wrap, I won't go over all of them, but it, it'll, it literally breaks down your uh, most played games by month of the year. Um, so we'll go month by month and let you know that. And then like how many hours you played and how many trophies you earn per month. And kind of interesting there. Um, 302 hours total, 180 trophies for me. That's it. So pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I should do that at some point. Um, I'm just looking at the list of games here, and I'm trying to list out the games that I actually played on PlayStation. And so far, all I'm seeing is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, mm. Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Remnant 2, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, and Like a Dragon Gaiden. Those are, like, the only games I primarily played on PlayStation, I think. I mm. Probably some Fortnite, right? Don't you play that on PlayStation? Yeah, I, I guess Fortnite. I, yeah, I did play some Fortnite earlier this year. Yeah. Damn. We're going to talk a little bit about Fortnite later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you should see. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm. They've, they've done some things. Uh, but yeah, that, those are the games we've been playing. Do we just want to get into the Game Awards? You want to do everything uh, that isn't Game Awards and then get into the okay. Game Awards? Okay. Everything that isn't the Game Awards. The thing that Jeff Keighley has been trying to kill forever, E3 is finally dead, officially. Officially. I, I don't think Jeff Keighley was trying to kill it, kill it but uh, trying to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think, yeah, there's just really no path back, I think, for... Yeah. For this show, but yeah, the ESA came out and officially said it's dead, and like, not they're not trying to uh, bring it back anymore. Yeah, it was really just like a completely mismanaged transition from like a, an industry event to a public facing event. Like, yeah, really definitely. fucking dropped the ball and uh, didn't recover. So, yeah, and I think when a lot of these major platform holders and publishers like Nintendo, for example, and Sony realize that they don't need E3 and they can get just as large of an audience, if not bigger, then, I mean, it's just a writing on the wall at that point. Plus E3, you know, used to be like a literal trade show where they would like show off things to like retail partners and things like that. And that obviously is declined significantly with digital so it doesn't really have that going forward either i mean of course there was a lot of like behind closed doors meetings and demos and all that stuff but you know these things can still happen so yeah it's plus the esa too especially when the pandemic hit i feel like they didn't do a good job of even trying to do something that was different um and let's not forget, too, when a lot of other things that they poorly mismanaged, such as leaking a lot of uh, info for journalists and things like that. Like, a lot of things like that didn't go too well for them. So, yeah, yeah. I, I am a little sad 
in a way, just because I, I mean, E3 was just, it was a moment every year. I looked forward to it so much. Um, and yeah, no longer, no longer with us. E3. Yeah. The, the only kind of weird thing about it is that it feels like E3 has been dead for a few years now. That is true. Yeah. We're just now getting the official announcement. Um, E3 hasn't been real since, what, 2018? Was the last 20, one? Or 2019? 2019, I think, yeah. Was the last real E3. Yeah. So. They did do the digital one, I think, in 2021. That sure. was yeah. that was the only it was it was okay, but it still wasn't super great. Um, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about GTA Six. A trailer yeah. leaked, and then Rockstar was like, "Fuck it, we'll just release the trailer early." Uh, it's a short trailer. Uh, more of a. Uh, a tone for for how that game is going to go. I think this is. I think GTA Six is going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Uh, I I love this trailer. I think this trailer is just so well done. And yeah, maybe it is a little bit more of a tone piece. But I think I think you could still gather on some things that are probably going to be in that game. That I'm just really curious how they're going to do it. Such as like. I think all the TikTok and kind of social media sort of stuff is going to play a big part in that game. And um, it just, just probably one of the most beautiful looking things I've ever seen. And apparently like that was like all in engine stuff Mm. in that trailer. So that's just impressive. I mean, to think about GTA five, yeah, it came out in the life end of life cycle there for PS3 and 360, but that game was stunning at the time, and then Red Dead 2 is still probably one of the best-looking games ever made. Like, this game's going to be a, a looker, and it's going to be huge. I cannot how imagine... Do they motion, how do they motion capture the twerking, Tyler? That's what I need to know. <laughs> I need a behind-the-scenes on how they did that. That would be that would be so fucking funny to, to see how they did that. I, I'm with you. It was, that was pretty cool, and um, yeah, just a lot of that stuff that's kind of like poking fun at the real life things and Florida and Florida's yeah. crazy and Florida yeah. is crazy, but Florida is also kind of a bummer if you think about Florida for more than oh. a second. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you there. When people are like, "Oh yeah, I want to go retire down in Florida," I'm like, "Fucking why? Why no?" Um, I want to stay away from that bad man as as far as I can. Yeah. And when I say that bad man, I could mean multiple bad men who spend a lot of time in Florida. Oh, yeah. Lots of bad <laughs> men. Lots of bad men, for sure. Um, yeah. Whether it be uh, Ron or Don. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stay the fuck away from Florida. <laughs> yeah. Completely agree with that. Um, and... I think now GTA games like I don't think people really go in like being like yeah that fucking story was just baller like like uh, maybe in Red Dead Redemption but I'm really curious about the story in in this game I think it has really cool like Bonnie and Clyde Thelma and Louise sort of vibe and I think um, 
the main character. I guess you're going to play as both of them, but the, the main um, lady seems very interesting. And I, I think that's a really, I don't know, really cool choice of Rockstar to do that. And, yeah. It looks awesome. But it's too woke. It's too woke, Oh, Tyler. my God. Yeah. I, I watched that trailer again. I'm like, what is there even to be upset about in this fucking trailer? What are you talking about with some of this stuff that people are complaining about? It's it's unbelievable to me. God. It was like some of the least offensive shit in there. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and it's, dude, it's Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto makes fun of everybody literally everybody like they're not going to single out a certain group or anything like that or whatever i mean they make fun of everybody and everything and i just i agree though that trailer though is like maybe the least offensive trailer i've ever seen (laughs) it's crazy yeah how many but it's not coming out till 2025 yeah, I was a little little bummed by that just because I really, really thought it was going to be 2024. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, I, I'm probably, I'm guessing late 2025 is my guess. I think they'll, they'll take you, their, their sweet old time. I, I really want to know, one, what is the total development budget of this game? Because it's, it, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, this game, it's going to be 12 years after GTA V. When this game comes out, I mean that's insane. That's just totally insane. And they have plenty what? of GTA Online money. <laughs> yeah, they do. And seven just years break it into a pile, and you know, shove it in a sack and send it to GTA Six. And yeah, 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 definitely. And yeah, I'm I'm really curious about GTA Online. And there's a lot of stuff that we still need to learn. But yeah, I'm I'm just glad it's like officially announced and. There it is. Uh, what you will be able to play in 2024, officially delayed to then now, uh, Fallout 4. We'll get to other games coming in 2024 later, but Fallout 4's next-gen update has been delayed to 2024. Does it say when? It does not say when in 2024, does it? No, it's kind of weird because they announced this in 2022 that they were doing this. Said it was going to be out at some point in 2023, and we are two or three weeks or however long it is away from the end of 2023, and now they're like, hey, 2024, here you go. So They got got sad about Starfield, uh, so they had to take some time off. Yeah. (laughs) They they had to spend some time responding to Steam reviews. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's some of the cringiest shit I've ever seen. Those things. Yeah, I hope this update's cool. I mean, I there's still a lot of DLC I never played with Fallout 4, so if I can keep my save and get this new update, yeah, I might hop back into it at some point. Yeah, yeah I'm, I am finished with Fallout 4, I think. I've gotten to the end of the um, Nuka World stuff, and I'm good. I think I'm good. I think I the know. next Bethesda thing that I play is whenever they release DLC for Starfield because I was a sucker and I paid like the extra 30 bucks so I could g- get uh, early access <laughs> to Starfield, <laughs> a game that I am no longer actively playing. I don't know why I paid 30 bucks to get early access to it. 
Uh, Got caught in the height. Yeah, especially when maybe Hello Games has something for me. We'll talk about mm. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. We have... We have... Hmm. Let's get to the December PlayStation Plus catalog, and then we'll go over November sales stuff. All right. Uh, December's PlayStation Plus cat game catalog, uh, classic titles. They've been they've been announced. Um, the additions will include uh, GTA Five, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. I'll finally play that game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, MotoGP. 23, Metal Hellsinger, Salt and Sacrifice, Moonscars, Mega Man 11, Gigabash, Grime, Tinykin, Proteus, Shadowrun Return, Shadowrun Dragonfall, Director's Cut, Shadowrun Hong Kong, Extended Edition. Uh, those Shadowrun games are good. If you like XCOM, but would like more of a cyberpunk sort of uh, look at it, uh, Shadowrun's your, your, your game. Gotcha. Uh, uh, and then we've got some classics. We've got Mega Man Legacy Collection and Legacy Collection 2, Thrillville and Thrillville Off the Rails, and Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. <laughs> I've never heard of this Buzz Lightyear game or Thrillville. The mm-hmm. Legacy Collection, so that's pretty good there. Um, yeah, not, not bad. I mean, obviously getting GTA Five, I think, is probably planned, but... Um, pretty big there. I think just, yeah, everybody's buzzing about Grand Theft Auto again. So that's pretty, pretty good get there. And yeah, Stranger Paradise. I'm sure a lot of people will check that out. You never no. played that either, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> oh man. No. You're not going to delve into chaos? <laughs> <laughs> Some of that dialogue, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but. I will. I will. Uh, I will land, land on that sword for you. <laughs> All right. Metal Hell Singer is a cool game, but that ending pissed me off so much I didn't even finish it. I'm like, nope, mm. fuck this shit. the The difficulty spike at the end of that game is so insane. It just angered me, so I said, "Fuck this." But it is cool to check out, though. Yeah. All right. And before we get into the Game Awards, let's get uh, November's uh, top-selling games. Um, Revenue is down a little bit. 7%. Uh, Hardware dropping 24%. Yeah. Kind of interesting. And that's even including PlayStation Portal sales as well. Not that that thing's huge, but they're classifying that as a platform rather than an accessory. Yeah, that's weird. So I wonder if you remove that, it, you know, what is that percentage? Then, uh, Let me get us started with these top-selling games in the United States. We've got, courtesy of Circana. Oh, at number 20, we've got Just Dance 2024, 19 Minecraft, 18 Sp- Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, 17 Star Ocean, the second story R, 16 NHL 24, 15 God of War Ragnarok, 
14, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. 13, Sonic Superstars. 12, Naruto Cross Boruto. Ultimate Ninja Storm. Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. And at number 11 is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Number 10, UFC 5, 9, NBA 2K24, 8, Mortal Kombat 1, 7, Super Mario RPG, 6, mm. EA Sports, FC 24, 5, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, 4, Madden NFL 24, 3, Hogwarts Legacy 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and number 1, no surprise, unfortunately though, Modern Warfare 3. Fucking suckers. All oh, yeah. those suckers out there, they just don't know. They just didn't hear Christopher Judge tell them. That yeah. <laughs> Dude, I loved that joke. Uh, I <laughs> I know when we had that report, they were the developers were really forced into that. I'm sure a lot of people worked very hard on that campaign to just get it to where it was, but man, that was a good joke. Hmm. I thought that was a good joke at the Game Awards. Um yeah, kind of not a surprise, I think, that at least some sales are down. I, Even though it's a big year, I feel like there's not a ton of heavy hitters um, in in this month um, specifically. So, yeah, November was a little lighter, I feel like, than usual, especially compared to October this year. October yeah. was stacked. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. Let's Game do it. Awards. Uh, let's go over the awards first. All right, let's um, do it. And then I'll talk about the show a little bit in general, and then we'll get into the games that were announced, maybe? Yeah, um, that works. So I'm going to scroll all the way down to the bottom here until we get to a category we don't read out, uh, because we don't care. Uh <laughs> Um, all right. So, we've got the player's voice. Um, 100% voted by fans. The fans voted Baldur's Gate 3. Hell yeah. No surprise there. We'll be hearing the, the title Baldur's Gate 3 quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tyler, what was the best adaptation you called this one? Fuck. I did. The Last of Us. I just think no surprise there. I mean, these other things are good, but The Last of Us. I mean, The Last of Us might go win fucking Emmys and all sorts of stuff, so no surprise. Okay. The most anticipated game went to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There was a really great trailer for this. Yeah, with some cool music as well. Yeah, I thought that was that was one of my favorite parts of the show. It was very well done. Very much looking forward to that game. Let's skip all this esports bullshit because we don't know anything about it. Um, yeah. Content creators, I don't really pay. A, a VTuber won content creator of the year, is all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Tyler, what's the best multiplayer game? <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, I think this game is a. I I think it's the best one here for sure. It's interesting, I guess, how you define multiplayer, but this game is really, really well done in a co-op way. So, 
Not a surprise. Uh, Pikmin 4 is apparently a sim and strategy game and also the best one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't understand how that <laughs> happens. Right. Um, I don't even think it fits in this category, but hey, congrats, Pikmin 4. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where some of these categories, it's just like, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe the whole um, way that Jeff does this with the, the industry at large, maybe something's got to change with that. Because some of these awards and nominations are just kind of dumb. Um, like Forza Motorsport, winning best sports slash racing game. I'm not saying this game doesn't deserve it or it's a bad game, but let's be honest with you. Or let's be honest, out of everything in here, Forced is probably the only thing that these people played. So, yeah. of course that was going to win. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, best family game went to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Which, from what I've heard about how that multiplayer works, I don't have children. But people who have children find it frustrating. Yeah, that's another thing to me. It just seems like a name recognition. You know, we didn't play these other things, and here it is. Because I, I agree with you. I, I've heard the same stuff about Mario Wonder. It's multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, do you want to skip fighting game? We don't play fighting games. Uh, no, uh, Street Fighter Six though. I, that's not a surprise to me. What's the best RPG, Tyler? Tell me. Tell me what's Man. the best RPG. Stacked really year. Surprise? <laughs> Stacked year, but no surprise at all that it's Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Seems unfair to every other RPG that released this year. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I totally agree with that. All right. Time for a couple genres that uh, mean nothing. Like, the genre titles mean nothing. Uh, but the best action-adventure game is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But the best action game is Armored Core 6. Um, yeah, it's it's dumb the way these are split, but I think looking at both of these games, when you're truly so, getting down to what is action and then what is action-adventure, I think these are probably the best picks. Yeah, How is Resident Evil 4 in a different category than Dead Island 2? Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. If they really need to do it this way, they just need to have best action-adventure game and combine the two. Yeah. Simple as that, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, innovation and accessibility, Forza Motorsport took that. You want to take uh, community support next? Um... Yeah, I'll just hit the next next two, actually. Best VR, AR game, oh, Resident okay. Evil Village. Yeah, all right. Sure. Um, I, I'm sure it's great, but yeah, it's one of those things. I just truly wonder how many people have played the VR stuff that was even nominated. But yeah, best community support, though, went to Baldur's Gate 3. Thank tits, it wasn't Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah, how it got nominated, no one is sure. Yeah. Um, actually, it's because the judges nominated it for some fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
maybe we need to review who is who are judges on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Best mobile game went to Honkai Star Rail, which... Uh, okay, yeah. It's fine. I was I was rooting for Monster Hunter now, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Maybe you indie game, Tyler. Hit me. Cocoon. A game we both still need to play. Yeah. It's on Game but, Pass, right? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So. It is, to, but gonna have to load that up. Yeah, a lot of good buzz about around this one. So, yeah, good for them. And we avoided the ultimate controversy with the best indie game. It was not Dave the Diver. It was Sea of Stars. Yeah. Um, also a game I need to play. Also on Game Pass. Yes, hmm. definitely. Uh, best ongoing game went to Cyberpunk 2077, which is kind of a strange <laughs> nomination and pick, but sure. Oh, what a fucking joke. Uh, games for Impact. Chaya won... Chia Chaya I, I still don't know how to say the name of that game um, yeah. Chia I think it is Chia okay. yeah um, best performance went to Neil Newbon Baldur's Gate 3 I was just absolutely one a little shocked but two just so happy that he won this award I think Pretty much everyone here is deserving of winning this. There's a ton of great performances this year, but man, his speech was probably my favorite of the night, too. It was really, really well done. You can sense the passion in this team. You could sense that all night, the passion in, about this game. And uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, best audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, that was good. I mean... I think it. I'm glad High Five Rush won something. I mean, my pick here probably would have been Dead Space Remake, but yeah, that's mm. that's awesome. Uh, best score in music went to Final Fantasy 16. Man, this must have been a tough. This is oh, a really yeah. great category. Like, there's some really fucking good shit in here. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I think my pick is probably Baldur's Gate 3, but Final Fantasy 16 is just fucking rocking. Some of the boss fight music is just stunning in that game. Uh, best art direction went to Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Uh, as well as sure. best narrative and best game direction. So Alan Wake 2 getting quite a few awards up there. But Tyler, yeah. overall, take yeah. it. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I was like, hmm. Maybe there's a chance Alan Wake 2 is game of the year. Maybe. But ultimately went to Baldur's Gate 3. And how fucking awesome is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a fucking video game, dog. So, yeah, that was that was cool. I loved the director getting up there in his armor as well. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy this one. It was... I mean, would have been the end of my fucking night if it didn't, no. But, yeah, just very, very happy for, for everyone involved with this game because they put together a masterpiece. Yeah. Just generally a congratulations and, you know, 
really fucking cool shit this year from all the people who made games. Uh, all the winners. And yeah, it's uh, it's a real damn shame that Jeff Keighley didn't let people talk. 100%, dude. I think it's it awful. is a goddamn shame that, like, not I don't even think a third of the award winners got to go up and accept their awards. Dude, I f- like, yeah, I think there was, it felt like there was maybe like six actual awards given out. And then they're up there and they're immediately playing the music to get them off the stage. But yet, you know, Jeff can slurp off fucking Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele and while they're up there telling you about literally nothing. We'll get to that. In that game, but I'm like, dude, seriously? And then, you know, Anthony Mackie can get up there, talk about Twisted Metal, and uh, just keep yelling at the crowd for like five minutes, and Simu Liu can talk about his broken foot more than the developers can actually speak? Like, what? Ah, yeah, it was really bad this year. I mean, I feel like some years are better than others with the Game Awards in this sort of thing, but it this was definitely the worst. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. The, the fact that the Game Awards tries to pitch itself as a celebration of games and the people who make them is a total farce. Like, that, that claim is a total farce when you actually look at the content and, like, how much time is allotted to what in, in the show. Like... It, this is not a. This is not about the people who make games. This is about Jeff Keighley throwing his prestige show because he wants the spotlight. He wants the game industry, like he wants his name to be synonymous with the video game industry. That's how it feels like this show is going. Yeah, and it's it's. I can see where they're coming from, where Jeff and his team's coming from, of like, uh, you know these. Sort of, unfortunately, there's just a lot of fucking ads in this show, but that pays the bills. But it's like, eh, maybe it doesn't need to be as elaborate. But then, do you get the eyeballs on it? And people tune in mostly for the reveals, anyways. But I just think there is a way better balance that can be struck with this to yeah. have, you know, the the reveals, the advertisements that you need to pay the bills, like whatever, make your fucking money. But then you know just rushing the developers off and saying like yeah let's celebrate the industry but barely even talk about this year in a way um at all because people are getting rushed off the stage after they've been on it for 30 fucking seconds but yet you can allow all this other nonsense to happen you know when it's so-and-so on stage to present the award it's like dude that's where the the developers can either have their time when you cut that shit out and in it's also one of those things too of like this show was like three and a half hours this year what is another 20 fucking minutes at that point like if you just let the developers have more time or present more awards like i don't know at that point it's like you've been going so long 20 fucking minutes more say it's a four hour show then fuck it that's really long but people will sit there and watch a four-hour fucking football game or whatever. Like, they'll pay attention. I don't know. 
It yeah, sucks. I, uh, this year was definitely the worst for this. So, good. Yeah, and and some of Tyler cut me off if you want me to stop on this or whatever. But like some of this, I feel like is a little bit of cowardice from Jeff Keeley. Um, we didn't hear like he didn't respond to a letter from the future class. Um, they showed some of the future class stuff, um, but like his total refusal to allow anyone to talk about uh, Palestine and and the devastation happening over there when last year he allowed people to talk about the war that Ukraine and Russia like Russia invading Ukraine like and he won't allow people to talk about uh, Israel bombing a civilian population I don't know he's trying to say one of those is political and the other one isn't like I don't know what the hell is he what what he's thinking there Um, yeah I don't know if I need the game awards to say anything about that, but right. But I think what you're saying is like you allow one, not the other. That is what I agree with you on. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, I, I get it, it if the game weird. awards themselves doesn't want to say anything, but like to, I, I feel like part of the reason stuff was cut short. And why there were so few, uh, so few award winners actually getting a speech, is partially a fear of that because there were, I mean, IGN did put up a pretty good uh, article about um, the speeches that uh, some award winners meant to make but weren't weren't given mm-hmm. the opportunity to. Yeah, I um, didn't see that. So yeah, I, I just generally feel like there's. There's this cowardice from Jeff Keeley. He doesn't w- he doesn't want someone else to fuck up his good time, um, and it's about him having having his good time and not about the developers being able to say what's on their mind. Yeah, and I also think, you know, this year too, like not even acknowledging all the layoffs and stuff too is yeah. kind of weird, like. Yeah, it's been an amazing year for releases, but it's also been an incredibly dark year for the for a lot of people that make them. And yeah. not even acknowledging that, I think, is a little, a little strange to me too. Well, it's strange when he's acknowledged other things in the yeah. past, like, like yeah, like the, when he acknowledges Hideo Kojima's personal yeah. slight, but <laughs> right. he can't fucking he can't acknowledge the fact that the industry is a little bit fucking broken. Yeah, right. I agree with you on that. But Christopher's judge is allowed to, allowed to go out there and take a dick at Call of Duty. <laughs> I think that dude does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, this was definitely like my least favorite show of the game awards so far like uh, of the ones that i've watched this is this is probably my least favorite yeah which is a shame because with all of the the great releases this year and some how stacked some of these awards were and all that stuff like and the performance like that the musical performance was fucking amazing oh yeah there were several like the whole game of the year thing that they do every year that was cool the hellblade 2 thing was amazing um the final fantasy 7 rebirth thing was amazing like there were some baller performances 
that Alan Wake thing was like one of the oh, yeah. best fucking things I've seen. I agree. Sometimes with the performances, I'm like, eh, like can we just stop already? But this year, I, I I was feeling them. They were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got a few pretty good announcements. Um, as much as this is a game, this is a video game show, uh, an award show. It's also just an advertising reel, and we, yeah. got some pr- we got some pretty sick advertisements, Tyler. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh, Which, you know, with the lack of E3 now, I feel the Game Awards is going to get some of these bigger announcements now. And they have for a few years, but, you know, this is a place. If you want a lot of eyeballs on something, here you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Turns out Capcom is making a Monster Hunter game, but it is not their Q1 2024 game. Monster Hunter Wilds isn't coming until 2025, but by God, it looks good. It looks good. It looks like the Monster Hunter World follow-up. Yeah, it does, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I saw this, and I'm like, yeah, I bet Frank is very, very happy about this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I saw some people complaining that this was the game they ended on i'm like no like i think this is worthy to end on because monster hunter world was fucking massive and this game is going to be huge so there's a lot of excitement about this one so i think it's a worthy game to end on for sure um yeah i was a little surprised at the 2025 as well on this one just because i feel like capcom spits out monster hunter games pretty frequently and it's been a while. I know they put out Rise, but it's been a while since World. So well, they did Rise, and then they did the expansion Sunbreak. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. And they did an expansion to World. Yeah, Iceborne. So, or is it Iceborne or what? What is it? I yeah, I think it's Iceborne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, tell me about overdosing and why oh it's my bad. God. I just look. <laughs> I think Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele teaming up is very interesting, but do this fucking reveal was like awful to me. I just was like, I know it's like a weird Hideo Kojima trailer. There's some star power in it. Uh, apparently, they're going back to horror, which is once again I think very interesting. But I just felt like that whole segment was way too long and kind of told us fucking nothing about this game yeah and it's a, it's another hideo kojima thing like um and uh, trust me i hope that the game is cool i'm sure it will be but it's like oh yeah it's a game but it's a movie but it's a new type of media and i'm like all right like i i will probably check this out but it's like that doesn't mean anything can we yeah i don't on? i don't need <laughs> i don't need 10 minutes of them blowing smoke up each other's asses like yeah let's just fucking move on <laughs> definitely yeah I mean, good for Xbox getting in with Hideo Kojima as well. I mean, this is going to be a big game for them. I I think there's a lot of intrigue there with me on this project. It just, I just could not stand a reveal of it. Uh, Do you still have God of War Ragnarok installed? I do not. Um, Are you going to reinstall it for the free DLC? This roguelite... God of War DLC. Yeah, maybe in the future. I like God of War. I like its combat. 
there was roguelite a roguelite world in the first game and it got very repetitive so i'm not quite sure why people are absolutely flipping out about this to be honest with you um i'm sure they're taking that to the next level but you know i would have liked to actually gotten something a little bit more focused i guess but i don't know i'll maybe check it out in the future i'm i'm just more curious about the story stuff you know what what's going on there and i might just end up looking that up december 12th though and free so that's cool yeah yeah it's actually i mean right. yeah it's, it's out, out it's now. already out yep. <laughs> so it's there you been go. a while since we've recorded <laughs> yeah uh next up arcane is making a blade game Yes. This seems pretty sick. This seems like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. So apparently this leaked a little bit before the Game Awards, but I I honestly did not see it at all. So this was like the thing, the announcement for me. Um, yeah. I was just like, what? Are you serious? Um, yeah, that's really exciting. I hope it's good. And this is the team that made Dishonored and Deathloop, so it's not the Redfall team. Um, so that's good. Um, I think the interesting thing about this one is, is it Xbox exclusive? I mean, it has to be right, but there was no Xbox branding at all on this trailer, literally at all. And I don't think they posted on their socials or Xbox wire or anything like that. Um, so I don't know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll learn eventually, but I find that quite interesting. Hmm. So. Uh, Sega is up to some shit. They are. They're 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 making some new games. They're making yeah. a new Jet Set Radio, a new Shinobi, a Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi. They're they're bringing back all the classics. Any of these excite you? Um, Jet Set Radio maybe. Yeah. Uh, same. I wonder what their take on Streets of Rage will be now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Old games are old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I think it's cool of them to do some remakes and bring some of these things back. I'm curious if this will all be on a single like disc, basically. Like, Is this just one game that you'll boot up and play all of these in? Or can you buy them a la carte sort of thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a cool announcement for people that uh, liked those games back in the day. Yeah. There's a well, the finals, which has been in what in some sort of beta for a while now, is is actually is actually out now. The finals, an, another competitive shooter for y'all out there. If you got tired of what Overwatch or whatever. Um, this is uh, Embark. Embark, uh, former Battlefield developers. Is this their first game? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But Tyler, I'm, I'm, let, I am giving into astonishment. I, I'm letting it happen to me again. Hello Games. <laughs> Sean Murray came out and said, hey, Look what we got. <laughs> and what they have is a planet-sized planet. 
<laughs> yes, light and, no fire. Yeah, an online multiplayer game that takes place on one planet. There's yeah. you ride some dragons, some other yeah. things that don't quite look like dragons, but you ride some flying mounts. Um, it looks pretty fucking cool. And it does. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm doing it to myself again. But by God, if they make good on this the way they made good on No Man's Sky, holy fuck. Yeah, I'm worried that Sean Murray is doing it to himself again. <laughs> <laughs> with, with just some of the things he was saying in, in there, I'm like, no, don't do it again, Sean. Um, hopefully they've learned more on it, but. The game does seem neat for sure, and I think it's the concept of like, oh yeah, let's kind of use the same sort of design and tech to maybe procedurally generate a universe, but do it for a planet, and maybe that's, you know, a lot more interesting and maybe a little easier to manage for them. I don't but know. If they, can, if they can do it for one planet, could they do it for multiple planets? Could maybe. they? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, Could I, they make the forever game? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious how the whole, you know, online multiplayer aspect of this will work and how often will you see other people. You know, hopefully it's not a No Man's Sky sort of thing at launch and he's not just saying that. Um, you know, I know they, they did a lot of great and have done a lot of great work to No Man's Sky. Um, to really bring that game around. I just hope that this game doesn't have to go through the same thing. I'm sure it'll get a lot of updates, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but hopefully it's really good and really good from the start. So It's Uh, interesting. I don't know why. I just was not expecting a new game from these guys anytime soon, or not a game on this scale, I should say. But that uh, was a good surprise. I don't believe I said it, but this game is called Light No Fire, and there has not been a release date or a platform announced, which is, I think is the positive. He did not give a release date or a platform for this. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious because obviously Sony got way behind No Man's Sky. I'm curious if any major platform holder will try to get behind it again. Um, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we got an announcement for Final Fantasy 16 DLC, Echoes of the Fallen, and the Rising Tide. Uh, two DLCs. Um, Echoes of the Fallen is out today. Well, out the day the Game Awards happened. Uh, and Rising Tide is coming this spring. So, Yeah. I mean, it looked cool, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. And, and yeah. a lot of this takes place in the main story too so it's kind of more just side content even though it could be neat but yeah and no, I'm, I'm i'm good on this yeah it's always weird when you release dlc for a single player game and that dlc takes place during the main story meaning that you have to play it again right yeah uh we got uh march 22nd release date for rise of the ronin uh it's Team Ninja's new samurai game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this game kind of looked a little wonky to me. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I hope it's good. I'm sure it will be. Team Ninja always delivers some quality quality games, but something about it just seemed a little off mm-hmm. um, in this trailer. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is a pretty good kind of second-party game for Sony to get. Second-party for Sony in the first part of uh, 2024 is where it's at. I mean, who knows if any of their actual... Uh, teams exist anymore uh first party teams but second party with hell divers and final fantasy and this you know it's popping off yeah, they're, so. they're they're sony's getting pretty good at handing money to developers to do a deal <laughs> yeah definitely tyler it's real skull and no Bones. it's not nope <laughs> february 16th <laughs> there's a beta there's a beta here soon it, it ain't real till till it's out Nope, There's a beta it. coming out soon. We're going to be able to play some Skull and Bones. You want to play the beta with me? I don't know. Maybe. I might check it out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see if it comes out, though. But yeah. Okay. Uh, don't Nod is releasing a new game called Lost Records Bloom and Rage. Uh, this looked good. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Kind of an interesting... I kind of like stories like this where it's like, oh, you're kind of playing um, these characters like back in the day and then you're playing more of a modern day timeline when they're adults. I uh, find that kind of stuff interesting a lot of times and yeah, this looks neat. Yeah. Uh, there's a Dragon Ball game, Dragon Ball Sparking Zero... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need that. No, I, didn't I, get you excited. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the Fortnite announcements here. Fortnite. There were multiple Fortnite announcements. Fortnite Rocket Racing is out. Um. Man, this is. Mm, it is a bummer to me. That it appears that Epic Games is going to make everyone they own work on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, like it's to me, it's both cool but also a bummer at the same time. Like I hope they still get to develop well, other things, but yeah. Will anyone escape the orbit of Fortnite? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, this this honestly looked kind of cool. The Lego Fortnite stuff is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Fortnite festival, the harmonic stuff seems crazy. <laughs> like, man, Fortnite is, uh, popping off. Yeah. There's a lot going on over there. I might have to check some of this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, Moon Studios has revealed No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, it's coming out Q1, well, early access in Q1 2024. Um, yeah. Makers of Ori. Yeah. Yeah, this was probably my second favorite announcement, to be honest with you. I, I Moon Studios is fucking awesome. The Ori games were amazing, and this looked really cool to me. Um, I think them doing more, you know, ARPG, 3D-ish sort of style combined with some cool music and combat, I, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I definitely want to see more of this game. Some ex-Bioware developers are making a new RPG called Exodus. 
Yeah. A uh, little bit of sci-fi going on here. It's it's not Mass Effect, but... <laughs> kind of looked like it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit more stylized art style, yeah. I guess. But Matthew McConaughey wasting oh, a lot of time yeah. on stage. Mm-hmm. I like him, but it was a little cringy. Um, yeah, I hope this game's cool. I'm going to keep my eye on it. Big Walk. This game looks fucking weird. Uh, from the creators of Untitled Goose Game. Big Walk. These I don't know what these little fuckers are. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like looking at this. This freaks me out. Yeah. No. I. That is my exact thought. It freaks me out. Um. And and I'm good. <laughs> good luck to them, but not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some. Crazy shit coming out of this thing, but yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ikumi Nakamura came out uh, to reveal her new studio's game. Uh, uns- uh, oh, Kimuri. Her studio's called Unseen Kimuri is the game. Um, cool style. I don't know what this game is. Yeah, same. I, that's my exact thoughts on it. Like... This game is not going to look like this trailer. It can't. This trailer just looks like... It, it just looks like... I don't know. It's, it's just a trailer. Like, it, it doesn't look like what a game would look like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I want to know more about it, but I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, there is a spinoff for, of Day by Day, Dead by Daylight uh, called The Casting of Frank Stone... Um, it's a story-based game in the Dead by Daylight universe for all those freaks who play that game. Yeah, from Supermassive as well, which is kind of neat, but it kind of seems like they're trying to do the League of Legends thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's a new Jurassic Park game. Unfortunately, it's a survival game. I don't know. Yeah. Saber Interactive, I... I don't know. It's one of these things with Jurassic Park. It's like, do we gotta do the same fucking thing with this franchise over and over and over again? Yeah. Like, I, I get it. This could be cool, but if it's a survival game, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Visions of Mana looked beautiful. I think this game looks really cool. Uh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. We- I think it's cool that Square's going back to this franchise in a pretty big way. So. Yeah. I'm just trying to get through. We've got a lot of these. I'm just trying to get through them. Yeah, uh, we can fly through a lot more of these. Yeah. Uh, Hellblade 2 got another trailer. That game continues to look pretty good. It still has no release date sometime next year. Yeah, I was I was really excited about this trailer and this performance and everything. Totally bummed about the lack of a release date. So, yeah. Uh, we're getting a remake of Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Joseph Ferris did not make an appearance, which was a little bit of a surprise to me, but maybe it shouldn't <laughs> be. Yeah. Um, a game called Den of Wolves from uh, some Payday developers. Create the Studio Ten Chambers. Yeah, yeah. Den of Wolves, whatever. Yeah. I don't have too much to say about that. Yeah. Got another trailer for Black Myth Wukong. It now has a release date August 20th of next year. Yeah, game seems neat. Fortunately, some 
bad shit going on at the studio, though. Yeah, the the, the lead devel- one of the lead developers on that game is the shithead. Yeah. Uh, his next game, Tales of Kenzura Zhao, uh, coming out April 23rd. I thought this looked pretty cool. It uh, did, yeah. And I, I thought the passion of the dude on stage as well was really cool. Yeah. Game seemed neat. Yeah, and EA Originals. Yeah. EA original still still uh kicking. It is. Uh Palia coming to Nintendo Switch. It's an MMO. An, an MMO on Switch? Yeah, kinda strange. Huh. Uh Outlast Trials, this was what this was just a gore fest, wasn't it, this trailer? Pretty much. March fifth, twenty twenty four if you if you yeah. want to get into that. Multiplayer as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Got Rise of the Golden Idol. Looks like some sort of mystery detective sort of game. Netflix is putting this out. Yeah, follow up to the case of the Golden Idol from last year, which got some buzz. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, As Dusk Falls is coming to PlayStation. I believe you played that. Yeah, still got to finish it, but yeah, this game's cool. I would definitely check it out. March seventh, twenty twenty four. Um, kind of. One thing about this is Microsoft published this game on Xbox, so kind of mm-hmm. weird. That's coming to PlayStation. So. Uh, Last Sentinel. Uh, there's some robots. Yeah, it once looks again, like the robots uh, are having a bad time. Yeah, a lot of CG trailers in this, and I'm like, okay, this could be cool, but you're not really showing me anything here. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero is coming next year. Uh, this game from Hoyoverse, creators of Genshin Impact, Honkai Star Rail. This very stylish. I don't like all the maid outfits. The maid outfits freak me out. The maid outfits make <laughs> me think this game is for perverts. It probably is. <laughs> all of their. Let's be real. All of Hoyoverse's games are probably for for perverts. Let let. Let's look at their character design for a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. Getting a release date September 9th of next year. Um, yeah, you're going to go fucking kill some shit for the Emperor. Yeah. It seems neat. I might, might check this one out. Eventually. Uh, a game for me, Mecha Break. <laughs> like, these are just fucking Gundams. They're just throwing Gundams on screen, but they're not calling them Gundams. Right. These mechs look a lot like some Gundams I've seen. <laughs> um, looks cool. Multiplayer mech game. I probably will suck. I'll probably suck shit at it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Got the first descendant. It's coming out summer of next year. Third person looter shooter. Yeah. Big bosses. Yeah. Big bosses. You're little, bosses big. Yes. Oh Christ. What are game titles, man? Exoborn? I couldn't even tell you what this one is. I don't even remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Guilty Gear Strive is getting a new character, uh, Felt Valentine. 
Banishers, Ghosts of a New Eden. This is the one with like the dude and his dead wife. Yeah, from Don't Nod as well. I think yeah. this got a date of February 6th, I think. I could be wrong on that, but yeah, could be neat. I think I might check this out. Reviews are good. We'll see. RPG, uh, I think. Yeah. Really cool stylized uh, anime game here for the first Berserker, Kazan. Not to be confused with the uh, manga and anime Berserk, although if you look at the style of those two things, you can you can kind of see why people might get confused. Um, but, yeah. Cool-looking game. Supernatural action adventure. Uh, you... What? The supernatural action adventure. Usual... What is usual June? I don't remember seeing this. No, I don't either. I don't remember seeing this trailer. Maybe I was... Man. I think a couple of these things here... To- bottom of this list we're in a pre-show so yeah, yeah we don't really have to spend too much yeah, time on a lot of these pony island 2 panda circus okay harmonia dan mullen yeah oh. don't no i was just gonna say that pony island is dan mullen i've heard that name a lot so yeah wait um uh, Harmo- hold on hold on i I I think I know what game he made. Right? Oh, yeah. He made Inscription. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. That game's fucking rad. Um, yeah. Uh, Motion Twin has a new game called Windblown. Uh, very bizarre how cute the characters look and then how much blood they decide to spew, like spray all over them. It's yeah. Rogue, it's <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's a thir- it's like it's like mm. It's a roguelike game again, but it's in like an isometric third person sort of thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems neat. Yeah. I mean, Dead Cells was really fucking cool. So, yeah, I'm in for that. Uh Thrasher followed up to Thumper. Big skulls, yeah. man. I like big skulls, and I cannot lie. Yeah, says PC. I'm, I'm sure it's will come to VR. So yeah, got World of Goo two. I didn't know we needed a World of Goo two. I forgot about the first <laughs> World of Goo. Yeah, heard of it. Never, never played it. Uh, there's another game in the Arknights franchise, Arknights Enfield. Um, another one of those mobile games for perverts. Uh. This game is this is a PlayStation Five release, so yeah. Uh, Matchless Kung Fu. What? Damn, I don't even remember that. Got another look at Suicide Squad. That game's still happening. Um, In February, apparently. Yeah. Ready or Not version one. What? What is Ready or Not? Fucking no. What the fuck are these games? Honkai Star Rail got another trailer. That game's out. Why do we? I guess this is a trailer yeah. for a new character, whatever. Uh, GTFO has a final update, and I guess final updates to games get trailers now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Met- we've got Asgard's Wrath 2 coming to MetaQuest on December 15th. Stormgate, the StarCraft-like game, got a gameplay trailer. 
Yeah. Lots of game reveals. Too many game reveals, if you ask me. Too a lot many. of stuff. Yeah. I think some of this stuff could have been toned down to get that balance a little bit more. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. It would have been nice to see uh, some people accept their awards. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, some, some decent announcements, but yeah. Kind of a okay show, I guess. I'm thinking maybe I should host an award show. I think we should host an award show. I think Go we should do it. a I think we should like do a show where we give out awards and we talk about those games a little bit. I think that should happen here in the next couple of weeks. Um Let's do it. I don't yeah. know about you. I we we've gotta make some lists. That's the yes, first step do. into doing one of these shows. We've gotta make some lists. Um so yeah, we're gonna plan on doing that. Hopefully by the end of the month. We'll see if we get around yeah. to it. Yeah. End of the month, first week of New Year, something like that. Well, yeah. For sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. It's a little bit of a long one, so I hope you got your money's worth. I know, I know I'm enjoying all of your hard-earned cash that you're spending on this podcast. Um, Tyler, I'm sorry about your cut. <laughs> there just wasn't enough to go around. Ah, shit. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to have to sue your ass now. I kid. I kid. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, Do all those good things we ask you to do every time. Rate and review us. Share us with your friends. Those are the best ways you can help us. Until next time, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Please wrap it up.